Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss you're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast this is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs and this is the H&J daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show where we were joined by an old mate we played a bit of cricket with him in the past he is a former Stranglers front man songwriter Hugh Cornwell was in he's written a novel wasn't he he has a dystopian vision. <laughs> it is dystopian, what you are. Um, we were joined by a, a guy called Steve Hasty, who has uh, done some brilliant work with food banks up in Newcastle and fantastic work by Newcastle fans to support them instead of spending 15 quid on pay-per-view football. So he'll tell you more about that, how that panned out. And um, Johan Cruyff, the musical end. can't wait. Next year. Next year in Holland, we've had, we've had an invitation from the director, love. We're going. We're on the Eurostar. We're go. Yeah, it sounds quite interesting. So, uh, anyway, that's all that. We had a chat. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And I say at the top mm. there that Andy's a terrible man because um, Fletcher was just giving us the news and sport there. He's a big Woking fan. And uh, there's some news today that there's a bit of American investment in mm. Woking. We were asking him if he was pleased about this. He said, well, look, it's very early days. They're working at it at the moment. And I said, oh, are they big hitters? And Andy rather cruelly jumps in, of course they're not big hitters. They're buying Woking. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, they might be. They might be wanting to start something from the ground up. A small investment initially. They, when they beat you in the Champions League, yeah, okay. that would be great, wouldn't it? Joe Shannon at the bridge, it's all over. <laughs> yes, it's finished. Chelsea nil. Woking. Four. If only Andy the... Jacobs had been alive to see it. Andy Jacobs will now have to run around the streets of uh, Chelsea in his underpants, I think as at he that promised. Point, by, by the time working with the by Champions that stage, you'll be I doing w- that anyway. I won't be able to wrap. You'll be doing that anyway. I probably you'll will. be escaping. I've got a question. Oh, yeah. Are they doing refunds on West Brom v Burnley? I'm afraid not. I <laughs> what mean, a shame. Like, there's no quality guarantee <laughs> or your money back. Uh, did you, you didn't spend 1495 No, of course I didn't. Oh, OK. I was say, you love your football, Andy, if you did. And uh, I watched Leeds versus Wolves last night with the far um, from Saturday. David Coote doing the game, and um, yeah, but he didn't have a bad game, to be fair to him. He, I thought he refed quite well. Yeah. But I was just well, waiting for Oliver to saw him off. Like as soon as it was, uh, he gave a white, he gave a yellow card that was right. I was thinking, no, go on, Oliver, shout. No, that's a red, I'm afraid. Well, there was one moment, wasn't there, when um, Jimenez kicked out at uh, Robin Oh, that Cup, one. Wasn't it? Oh, pardon. The thing is, the dif- I was thinking that was no different to Rudiger and Son. No, no, The only no, difference it, is... It was the, worse. It was, the, but okay. it was much worse than... I was, I've written down, I'd love to see Son's face when he sees it. No, it but was the, much the worse The difference the is, one. Andy, was the, react, the reaction of the player who was kicked. Uh, Rudiger mm. made a lot of it and got a player sent off. I'm not... I'm 
I'm not blaming him for that. Mm. That's what footballers do, and someone's an idiot to do it. But that's the difference. If Robin Cock had gone down. That yeah. would have been that would have been him off. They would have had no choice if he'd gone down. It's a bit of an unfortunate name, considering where he kicked him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean. Had he had he had he gone down there, I wonder what Bielsa thinks because you know um, as we <laughs> the old dark arts in the world of Argentinian football. Oh yeah. I wonder if he said to him afterwards, "Why didn't you kind of grab your crotch and yeah. start rolling about?" It doesn't matter. It still should have been a red card. Because he would have gone. I know. Incredible. That shouldn't make yeah, any yeah. difference. But that's the only difference. Yeah, the fact yeah, that the player, amazing, the league player, yeah. shrugged it off. And um, I was watching the game last night, though, and really enjoying it. And I love the way Leeds play. And I was thinking there are so many good teams in the league this year. Hmm. It's quite amazing. And in a normal season, you'd imagine a lot of drawn games. But this year, who knows? But there are, you know, the the quality, the standard is really high. There's yeah. no question about it. You remember yesterday we were talking about uh, Colonel Captain Sir Tom Moore. <laughs> cool, you've given him more titles. I like to. He's got an extra one every day. Yeah. He, he got a, an MCC membership, honorary MCC membership. And I was thinking last night, wouldn't it be great if he turned up in the pavilion and he took fingers seat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had to stand. I think that would be really yeah, good. The listeners are no fingers is, oh, or are you just having a conversation they're... with me? No, this no. is the bloke. Whenever you look at the pavilion, <laughs> look at the guy who's got the most um, stripy MCC gear on the got socks, the, the hat, the, the tie, the face. The, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Everything is MCC. And this is a bloke that we know mm. through the, the Bumbries. Um, he, he did a cork at me. He obviously moves in very different circles. <laughs> He, said, uh, he once said to me, where did you go to school? <laughs> the Martin Borman Comprehensive, mate. What do you think I went to school? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, there you go. What can you do? And watching the football last night, the first ad, uh, it was very nice, actually. It was a sort of promo, Sky promo for Giacomo, the beauty of big. And I was thinking, this is nice. They don't like to have anything in my size. I think I'm a triple extra small there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not You're not Giacomo country. <laughs> of course it's I'm of, not. Basically, Freddie Flint. Freddie Flint's obviously seen as quite a small man. <laughs> In Giacomo's well, circles, would be, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what made true. you what made you venture there then? I no, no, I was just, I thought, I was just is, watching. Because the... Mother Care's closed, no, so I'm working. <laughs> still working from the old book today. It's uh, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I was. I'd it love just to see to you the in first. An, you are of a size, Andy, that you could wear like a one of those velvet page boy outfits and make it look good. <laughs> to make it then? stylish again. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Don't, don't anyway, sorry, you carry on. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Mm. Uh, yes, no, I think I think that's basically a good win for Wolves. I've written shot up the table. Yeah, but it shows that because they've won three out of five but look how they were against West Ham it's such a strange... bit of a soft goal getting that old Leeds thing of having a lot of the ball but not having a cut oh, edge at the moment was, he was offside but it was unlucky yeah, it was a lovely was. goal there yeah. it was a He's, shame actually he was good business he was one of those players mm. often when you play against a player that's good and we played against him for Olympiacos and he was very good that day and you think mm. Why didn't Tottenham have a look at him? They saw close up what he was capable of. I mean, he's a good player. It's great with him, good it? business yeah, for him. Yeah, and he is Portuguese. Yeah. And that's really young. And they wore the Portugal oh, shirt last night. Oh, they wore the Portuguese night. kit. Great really, to see him. It really does look good, doesn't it? it great to see him in there. Interesting, uh, a lot of people concerned about Arsenal wearing blue on Saturday, which was ridiculous, mm. obviously. Uh, but <laughs> the man on Sunday said, and... All three mm. Arsenal shirts will set you back £100 each. I love the way newspapers do yeah. this. That yeah, If you buy the one that the players wear, but nobody does, you can get mm. the other one that's about 60, 70 quid with the one everybody wears. So stop saying they're 100 quid because they're not. Thank you. <laughs> what are you going to do? Have you have you invested in any of the um, kits? Uh, no, not this, this season. season. Well, there's no point, is there? They want to wear yeah. it at home. <laughs> of great. I mean, you wear it to go to the stadium and show your support and make a wall yeah. of blue or white or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no point wearing it at home. No. 
I did. I'll tell you the other day. I've, just for a bit of Friday mm. football, our five-a-side football on a Friday, I've, I mm. bought um, I bought last year's kit, which was down from fairly hefty sixty-five pounds to twenty quid. The away shirt, just to, you know, just to yeah. run around in and play. Mm. But they're a bit more cut than they used to be. <laughs> yeah, it, I get. I just about even on get, Gareth Bell. I know still get, on I'm, Sunday. I'm thinking. one Greg sausage roll away from <laughs> from just it, hugging the love handles a bit fit. too much. You know, it's just they they're, they're cut for a different shape. Mm. Uh, these days, I mean, it's not like the old capish, it's not like a Savaloy skin. They are, but they can they taper in. You know, it's not like the old days, is it? Really? No, and you saw that. that when you saw that picture of um, Theo Walcott. He he wore the shirt that he last wore when he played for Southampton, and just billowing on him, it was enormous. Well, I know yeah, that's well, that what wasn't those that long ago. No, in the mid nineties, the shirts were like that. But yeah. Probably. No, he wouldn't be playing in the mid nineties. <clears throat> no, he wouldn't be. No, we talk, it's about you know about ten years, eleven years ago. You see that? I think we knew this. But heart rates of football fans rocket by sixty nine percent while watching their team. What a surprise! Yeah. Trackers fitted to two hundred supporters from each of the twenty Premier League clubs showed a typical seventy two beats per minute resting figure, rising to an average of one hundred and twenty seven during a game. Burnley were the worst, apparently. Oh yeah, the fans suffered the most Everton the least and uh, and Chelsea that's alright except when Kepa plays mine just goes through the roof <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah there was a very uh, Frank Lampard a line today we're going to come on to Chelsea so I'll, I'll, yes I'll give it to you I'll tell you what we'll talk to Terry about that very shortly because line from Frank Lampard today uh, if I was Kepa I wouldn't be buying a new bigger house near Chelsea's mm. training ground put it that way the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport <laughs> Now, as you'll be aware, there's been a fair bit of pushback on the uh, pricing of the pay-per-view games in the Premier League. Fourteen ninety-five for you to be too much. Even Slaven Bilic, the uh, West Brom manager last night, was saying football should be not free but affordable. And I always used to say that football is not polo, football is not golf. Football is sport for masses, he says. It's a working-class sport and it should be affordable to everybody. And the feeling is that... Fourteen ninety five for games that until recently people were getting for nothing is pushing it a bit. Um, uh, a group of Newcastle mm. fans uh, decided that a better way to spend fourteen ninety five was to donate it to their local food bank, and a number of other fans uh, agreed with them, and they've raised twenty thousand pounds. That's so terrific. Far, uh, instead of watching the game against Manchester United on Saturday, Steve Hastie is a Newcastle fan and involved with the charity not PPV, um, and he joins us now. Well done, Steve. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. How did, was was this your idea? You were, uh, you were amongst others, or how did it all come about? Well, it came about. Uh, social media is a fantastic thing, isn't it? And one of the guys who runs a, a poll uh, Twitter site on uh, with Newcastle fans, he came up with the idea. Um, saw the fourteen ninety five, thought it was ridiculous, and came and put the idea forward and said, "What about if we all just made a donation?" Now. That's all well and good, but how you go ahead and make the donations another matter. And luckily for us guys who run the NUC Fans Food Bank, we had a facility uh, because we work closely with the West End Food Bank. Um, so we said, you know, if you want to donate, use our use our uh, donation point, which is an online portal. Um, and it just took off from there. Um, I think, you know, really to put it into context, um, you know, we've, we've been outside St. James's Park for the last four seasons collecting um, from Newcastle fans on behalf of the West End Food Bank. So this was just an extension of something Newcastle fans have been doing, as I say, for the last four years. It's even more impressive when you think you were playing Manchester United. I mean, a lot of these pay-per-view games are the games that wouldn't necessarily be, well, they're not, they're not chosen by telly, so they're, by definition, probably lesser games. But that was a game that's normally on telly and a big fixture. So for fans to sort of make that sacrifice, it says a lot. 
It certainly does. But I think also within context, I have to realise that the majority, if not all, of the 35,000 season ticket holders at Newcastle uh, for a home game had already paid for the, to go and attend this game and are still waiting for a refund from the yeah. football club. So that was kind of a double-edged sword, if you like. It was a it was a stab by the Premier League and also we, we had this sort of uh, sort of Damocles hanging over us without getting the refund from the, from the club in the first place. Um, so I suppose that kind of played into, into our hands uh, in that respect in terms of the collections. But I think that, you know, what we have to look at is that, you know, that what we've done and what, what those donations have done have supported an organisation that feeds over 4,000 people in terms of emergency parcels every month. Um, and since the lockdown, over 26,000 people have been directly fed by the West End Food Bank, including 40% of them being children. But normally 30 to 35% of the, of the revenue that the West End Food Bank receives comes from football fans on the match day, on the collections and on various other sponsored uh, supporter-led initiatives. So that in itself has been a massive hole that we've been trying to fill uh, since since the lockout. Yeah, I mean, Mm. I I saw a tweet from you saying £15 feeds three local families for a week. So, I mean, that that puts it into uh, some kind of perspective, really, doesn't it? Hour and a half of football, or you you feed three families. And and it's because of... Uh, the fine work Marcus Rashford has done. I think it's 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 uh, an area that people know about, don't they? They know about sort of food poverty and issues like that in this country, and, and I think they're they're keen to support it. Absolutely, and I think if you, if we take it back to the pay per view situation, I think the events surrounding that were just a reaction by supporters themselves who felt that you know we've already been exploited by broadcasters in the Premier League. Um, the mixed messages that the Premier League put out when they announced the fourteen ninety five didn't help certainly helped the, helped the cause that we were pushing um, because, you know, we did hear that it was fourteen ninety five and it was it was going to be the benefit of the clubs. Then we heard it was the price was put forward by the broadcasters and the broadcasters said, no, it was put by the Premier League. It's so great, isn't it? In, in this ridiculous sort of uh, charade that they seem to be playing and the people who are suffering at the end of the day are the football fans. Yeah, it's I mean, I, that, I agree with Steve on this. I mean, the, yeah, and it's a bit like the thing we were talking about with the PGMOL and who in the Premier League and who t- said what. And this this conflicting thing where both parties blame the other party and it, it, it doesn't help. And you just like to know why doesn't somebody just be honest and say, yeah, well, it was us. The other thing not being honest about, of course, is is telling you what what the figures are. I saw a journalist yeah. tweeting the other day. They they asked the broadcasters what were the pay per view figures and the response was we won't be sharing the pay-per-view numbers as they are commercially sensitive so uh, <laughs> which is very interesting and i think you've i think that a movement has been started here i'm a member of the, uh, the spurs supporters trust and uh, saw them tweeting earlier on uh, steve that he said we've been contacted by a number of members about donating to a local food bank in lieu of paying 14.95 to watch our game against Brighton and uh, they've got a, a food bank linking I think it's the Tottenham food bank so I think you're going to see more and more clubs taking up what the Newcastle fans have done and, and and this could be the start of something yeah definitely I mean we know that we know that it's happening at Burnley we know that the Leeds fans have done exactly the same for a pay-per-view game that they've got coming up um, Manchester City Manchester United fans and obviously we know that the fans in Liverpool uh, both Everton and Liverpool fans themselves who work fantastically well together under the, uh, the, their, their um, support as groups um, following the same sort of cause 
So that in itself, I mean, you know, it, and, and the other thing to remember is football fans, they're not just, they're not just green against it, but this is, this is community that they're trying to support. It's their own community. And, you know, we, we look after our own, don't we, when, when times are hard. And, you know, we've got, we've got fans who've gone out there. They've, they've done online auctions. I mean, there's 26 or 28,000 pounds raised by Newcastle fans just last month on online auctions that went directly to the food bank. Um, we've been selling memorabilia, their own memorabilia that they've had because they know it will come good. We've got fans who are designing their own pin badges and all the their proceeds are going that way. So football fans are being fantastic in that respect. Um, and I'm not surprised because that's what football fans are all about. Good stuff, Steve. Well, well done. Uh, it's, it's good news for the food bank and uh, we'll see how this develops. But good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Have a good afternoon. There we are. Mm. There's uh, Steve Hasty there from uh, the Newcastle United uh, Football Food Bank and the fine work they're doing there on Twitter. You can follow them. And I say, as, as you said, a number of other clubs in a similar situation are choosing to do the same thing with their 15 quid. The thing is, had it been the mm. same as I follow, had it been 995 mm. people wouldn't, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So for, for effectively for a fiver, uh, the Premier League are having lots and lots of people. Because it, it, you know, it goes back to that 20 is plenty thing. There is a line in the sand for supporters. And they crossed it. And I think because it's that you've already paid quite a lot yeah, to have Sky and BT. Yeah. So, you know, it's, of course, it's ridiculous. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. We'll be chatting to uh, the uh, football politics expert from Associated Press, Rob Harris, in the next 15 minutes. And we'll try and find out a little bit more about this story from uh, Sky News that suggests that Liverpool and Manchester United are in talks um, about a new FIFA-backed tournament uh, which could be uh, called the European Premier League. If you want to turn people off football, this is the best way to go about it. What Manchester United and Liverpool have done in the last couple of weeks, honestly, most people will look at this and go, why don't you just leave it alone? Yeah. Are you happy with what you've got? Apparently five English clubs, as many as five English clubs, are involved in the conversation. So uh, uh, Rob, I'm sure, will be uh, finding out more and we'll catch up with him shortly. But before that, on a lighter note, uh, and altogether more positive is uh, a musical on the life of uh, one of the all-time greats of world football, Johan Cruyff. Uh, the um, musical celebrates his number, 14. It's called 14, the musical, and Tom Duquette is uh, an actor and indeed writer of the musical. Good afternoon, Tom. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, first of all, I have to accuse, excuse myself for my English. It's not very good. That's well, it, all right. It's better than our Dutch. Oh, better than our Dutch. So we'll we'll sol- <laughs> yeah. we'll soldier on. So yeah. um, so where did this idea come from then, uh, Tom? Obviously, you're a big fan of Cruyff. Yes, I'm. I'm a big fan. I've seen him play you know, when I was uh, younger. Well, he is absolutely our uh, national hero, and it's uh, been uh, uh, five years that he is uh, gone now. And uh, I was asked uh, uh, if I wanted to think about uh, uh, yeah, um, making a musical tribute uh, to our national hero. And, uh, well, I had to think about that because it's, uh, it, it, it's always difficult um, to make uh, something about uh, uh, a, a man uh, which everybody has an opinion over. Yes. <laughs> It's a delicate, still a delicate matter. But uh, for me, he, he is so interesting because uh, he was very opinionated also. Uh, he, uh, he was an idealist. And I think 
he had also a very dramatic life. Not uh, many people do know that because um, they see his life as a success story, but uh, he has had very, very much difficulties. So that's interesting for if you're making theatre. That's true. I mean, he's one of the most important figures in the history of football, and it's yes. undeniable. I mean, did you start with? Did you start reading biographies of his? I mean, how much you must have had to do I, quite I, a lot I of research. Everything. Yeah, I bet. I've read almost everything, but there is such amount of books. Um, I mean, um, in Holland, um, maybe more than a hundred books about him, right. and and it is it is even and it's just out. Uh, it's a uh, a professor has made a, a very big book about him, uh, but scientifically, uh, but every uh, uh, things he was outspoken about, every uh, everything he, he he talked about, he has categorized that in a in in, in a very in a very big book huh. uh, scientifically. So now we understand Cruyff himself, Tom doesn't he doesn't sing much of the singing no. and dancing and everything no. goes on around him. But I'd like to think one of the Is dance that the Van der Kerkhoffs. Yeah. <laughs> one of the dance moves must be the Cruyff turn. They must they must be working on a one and a two and a turn. Surely, of course, of course. Uh, well, uh, we we chose the four because everybody knew he couldn't sing. No, uh, right. <laughs> he, has, he has produced one hit and it was awful to hear. <laughs> so, Let's try and find uh, that. I thought, well, uh, that, that, that would be uh, not right to have a cry. Uh, no, but he talks and he raps and he is uh, sort of spoken word. So musical, he is very, uh, he is, uh, uh, you know, it's very important. Yeah. That, that, that he is there musically. But in... Uh, uh, in spoken word, in, in rap, because maybe um, you in England don't, don't realize that also the way he spoke, it was a, a, a not typical Dutch. It was, he had his own speak. Oh, really? Oh, really? His own yeah. accent. And Everybody you... knows his, uh, his way of speaking because he, um, how do I, uh, it was uh, a sort of uh, Amsterdam, uh, like a slang. Was it an Amsterdam uh, slang? slang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. slang. Yeah, very yeah. creative. Wow. wow. Nobody uh, understood exactly what he said, <laughs> but uh, he had a way with words. Yeah, so fantastic. That's, that's for for theatre also very interesting. We, we sadly we're out of time, Tom. But just very quickly, tell us when we mm. can see the musical. Will it be next year? Uh, all being well, we're backing theatres. Next year, September. Brilliant. Okay. Open. Yeah. We'll speak. We'll speak to you again. Just. We'll speak to you again just before Hopefully you we'll open. Come for the Tom. premiere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good yeah. to talk to you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Tom Decat, there, the Dutch actor and writer behind Fourteen, the musical. I've I've found yeah. the pop song. It was a bit like when Kevin yeah. Keegan made Head Over Heels. I found the pop song. We'll play it to oh, you later. Good. That Cruyff sang. I like the idea of a football rap musical with Ian Hamilton. <laughs> Ian Hamilton. <laughs> That'll be in there, won't it? You'll be able to get chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap in yeah. there. <laughs> so, um, that, there we are, one for the uh, Albion fans there. Uh, so, um, West Brom, sorry. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We gingen naar het boxen kijken van de verre neef. Wat kreeg die jonge klappen, want die ander was op dreef. Toen is het knuppelig. 
Yeah, you know the tune. Everybody I did knows that the turn and then it happened and I scored a wonderful goal. This is the chorus. Uh, yes. We were talking early on about um, 14, the musical with Tom DeCat, the man behind it, and he said, Cruyff doesn't sing because I'm afraid he couldn't sing. Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't uh, that bad. Well, it wasn't great. I mean, the solo, wasn't yeah. that? You're a man who can't sing either, that's why. No. It was, <laughs> How dare you? It sounded quite <laughs> terrible. So uh, there we are. That's why Johan Cruyff will not be, well, obviously, uh, the character plan mm. will not be singing in the musical. But uh, Do you ever see him play, Andy? Um... No, I, I saw him play against Spurs for uh, the, um, f- I think it was okay, Feyenoord. Yeah, when when we in the, the one we went on to win, of course, the uh, the UEFA Cup, and um, he scored in that game. We beat him at White Hart mm. Lane, but he was it was kind of towards the end of his career. I think really, Chelsea were in Europe at that point. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be really I honest, think, I think you might have been in. You're probably in Division Three, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, I would imagine. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I did see him play, but um, not 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 in his pomp. Yeah. Right. And now, do you see that Lewis Hamilton has also uh, written some songs? Lewis Hamilton, does he? Oh, yeah. Okay. In one track, he sings, I knew it from the moment you walked through the door. You the one. I only saw you one time, baby. I want more. You can have your way. If you treat me right, I'm sure. Sounds tremendous, Can we it? clip that? I, <laughs> I thought Andy saying that really brought it to life. Yeah. It sounds like maybe he was, uh, there might be a little message to the so missus. In just, another we'll song, that the way you he did says, that was beautiful, all night I've been drinking way too much. I hope you're not driving the next day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Definite. Breathalyzer's all round, boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. What do you, well, what, the other a bit fruity. There might be words you don't understand, Andy, that you might put out there. <laughs> Lewis sings, caught you lying. It's like a sad song on the radio, breaking my heart. I can't let it go. Lovely, isn't it? It's beautiful, yeah. Mm. That all sounds very promising. Yes. Uh, the unlikeliest of men has, has um, offered to uh, run round town naked. I don't know if you saw it. Mark Cooper, manager of Forest Green Rovers, mm. said that if they beat Stevenage at the weekend, uh, he would run around town naked. Um, and uh, they did. But he's now said, I definitely won't be doing that. I'll put a few people <laughs> off their dinner. Well, you can't be... You can't be uh, talking the talk, Mark, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think for a few quid, the boys, I'm sure the boys at Forest Green and Dale, they'll all, they'll all dip money into their... Actually, it's against the law, isn't it? It's, it's obscene. <laughs> so, no, don't do it, Mark. Don't do it. Definitely. You see, Britain could face a shortage of tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> and they you think been, it's, have you been to the average sports direct? <laughs> That's what it says here. It says retailers are struggling to keep up with pandemic-related surge in demand. Surely that's just people lounging around their house, not having to go to work. That's it. I can't, said, can't be for exercise. They're wearing a lounge pant, aren't they? That's right. <laughs> but I mean, after, you can still find plenty of pairs. You would think. I would. I find that quite hard to believe. And Bill Clinton's golf clubs are up for auction. I did see that. Yeah, I don't yeah. If they come with a free mulligan, <laughs> yeah, and a book on how to cheat. Yeah, tremendous. I did see that, Andy. Yeah, they want. They reckon they're going to go for a fair bit of money, don't they? I understand. Um, Was it fourteen grand or something? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, oh yeah, I've, I've got a, nineteen grand. Do you know? I said to you I was going to buy you the for Christmas in Hamleys the Ferrari scooter. The, uh, oh, I yeah. said I'd get that, you that. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. This, I tell you what, this is nice. Louis Vuitton have got their own kite. You can get really? a Louis Vuitton kite. It's, uh, that's right, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a basically a kite with the company well, logos on. £1,000? Uh, 6,650 <laughs> quid. Also, imagine, it's a kite. What if the string breaks and you lose it? It's, it's not, a very easy, it gets caught in a 
tree or something. I mean, you're, you're, for six and a half grand, you're going to scale it, aren't you? For six and a half grand, you're going to uh, be an idiot. It's all part of a new sports and games range that uh, Louis Vuitton are doing. Any professional footballers driving home mm. from training, listen up. Um, you can get some dumbbells for 1,800 quid. Uh, table tennis bats for 1,500 pounds, Andy. So you and Sue, you can have your Louis Vuitton <laughs> no, 1,500 quid. A 450 pound skipping rope. Marvellous. Do they sing the king is in the all together? Well, the only thing I always say the, the same shop. thing about these things, you're not forced to buy it. If you want to buy it, you're an no. idiot, but that's it. You know, There'll be someone in the, one of the tabloids tomorrow saying, oh, my son, he insisted on having the Louis Vuitton kite. Now it's cost me 660 <laughs> if You're yeah. an idiot if you yeah, do well, that. Exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, we're going to talk about a fairly bizarre tale from the world of rugby later on. Keep you in touch with this European Super League story as it uh, develops. If it does develop in the next day, I'm sure there'll be more in drive. And we'll look ahead to tonight in the Championship and the EFL. With Ian Dant will be over on TalkSport 2 this evening. But before all of that, make the work and return to the studio. The former Stranglers frontman, cricket fan and uh, novelist. His third novel, Future Tense, is out now. Hugh Cornwell, good to see you, Hugh. Hello, guys. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't seen you for a couple of years since your last yeah. album was out. But yeah. uh, this say, not your first novel. This You've written a couple of novels before, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. this is the third one. This took a bit longer because it's, uh, it's set in the future and nobody knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and in fact, <laughs> when I sort of mapped out the, the world in which was this thriller was going to take place, I completely overlooked 
pandemics. Oh, yeah, of course. So I'll hold my hand up if everyone's reading it and they go, but there's nothing about pandemics in here. <laughs> it's because I completely for, uh, forgot to put anything in there. So I was, I was, I, you know, I put, hold my hand up, culpable. It is a kind of dystopian hmm. tale, though. Include, I mean, something that has been sort of talked about in, in sort of far-reaching circles is this idea of a fat tax. And you, this is what you say Absolutely. in the book. It's a, a, a tax on the obese that the government bring in, you say. Well, a government bring in. Well, it's only, a, it's only recently that obesity has been recognised as a medical uh, condition hmm. that, that is harmful, right? For a long time... I mean, a hundred years ago, a beautiful woman was quite large in a painting because yeah, it meant yeah. she she was well fed, yeah. you know, and so desirable. So um, it's only recently that that being obese or overweight has been realised. And it, if it goes on, it's just going to it's going to drain the resources of the medical service, just like COVID is. Mm. So so it's the medical services won't be able to cope with all the other th things. So if obesity is something that that people could actually do something about not everyone can i mean some of them are me metabolic disorders so you can't um, yeah, yeah yeah can't do anything about it but um and you know the only way to get people to do something is through their pocket and that was my uh that was that was your starting point for the yeah, novel but yeah, it goes yeah, into yeah, different yeah. areas it goes into a bit of sort of uh, it's, it's in the states and it goes into the sort of organized crime and and different areas like that doesn't it yeah 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 and i mean and and the um the Middle East has been devastated by torrential rains, and it's already started. Their rainfall's gone up, and all the foundations of all these huge skyscrapers and everything are being undermined. So everyone's got to leave the Middle East, and they go to Florida because they can make all their gardens there. Oh, okay. And Florida is the new centre of the uh, world food industry because starvation has been erased, right. cancer's been cured, you oh, know. Yeah. And the big killer is suicide. Because no one's got any, nobody's got anything to worry about anymore. That's oh, interesting. Wow, well, <laughs> interesting thought process. <laughs> how have you how have you been during uh, during the virus, Sir Hugh? What you've been up to? Have you been well, yeah. I mean, writing this. Most of the things that I do, uh, apart from live shows, which are sorely miss being missed by everybody, um, most things I do are solitary. Mm. You know, like writing, writing a song. Uh, if I'm recording a song, I'm in a studio with with my engineer or maybe one musician. So it's it's it, you know it's it it. I've been fortunate that I can still continue doing stuff and being creative yeah. during the summer. And I just feel sorry for all these um, you know classical musicians that that play for a living. Yeah, yeah what, what can they yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you're in the sort of pit orchestras or you're playing in orchestras yeah. and stuff, you can't work, yeah. can you? A lot, a lot of rock... I mean, yeah. you know, you'd probably be going out playing live at a certain point and that, that's not an opportunity at the moment. No, it? no, it's, it's all been put back. Yeah. I mean, there was some sad news as well during lockdown. The uh, Stranglers keyboard player Dave Greenfield died of a kind of corona-related uh, illness, which was, yeah. which was terrible because he was so much part of the band sound. He really made you... Stand out as a band, a band in the in those early days. Well, the only it? the only punk band with a keyboard player. Yeah, I think, and with a really yeah. distinctive sound and a great a great musician as well. Yeah, wasn't he? and a lovely guy. I mean, it, people don't realise unless they knew him well that he was a he was a lovely guy, and he had time for everybody, and very unpunk actually. Good yeah. sense of humour. Drank and smoked like a like a trooper. Yeah, he actually he did very well to last as long as he did, considering. The his lifestyle, that I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, sad loss, sad loss. Yeah. 
You're looking good, though, Hugh. I mean, yeah. do you sort of train? Do you keep yourself fit? Well, I fell off my bike yesterday, so I'm limping a bit at the moment. Oh, right. I, didn't, okay. I, I seriously grazed my knee, but <laughs> but I went swimming today to uh, to remind it that it can't stop. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, it'll get better, you know. Yeah. And you're a huge cricket fan, of course. Oh. And uh, you, 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 we had a, it was a decent summer, wasn't it? I mean, it somehow wasn't they, bad they at turned all. out some great, some great games. Yeah, and I think we're going to Pakistan. It's just been yeah. yeah. We were chatting last and, week. To and South Africa is being yeah, is being confirmed as well. I think. Sorry, right. like this is cricket, heaven. and the IPL, IPL, which is fantastic. Oh. If you've, it's unbelievable cricket. This Decker, the Deccan, uh, they could, they could go, they could completely walk away with it. <laughs> so you're probably into the IPL. You oh, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Well, every afternoon at three o'clock, you know what? What else can you do? Oh, that's <laughs> perfect, in. isn't it for cricket? <laughs> yeah, and he does that. The trouble is, he doesn't finish work till four. <laughs> I've noticed. Every <laughs> afternoon, he downs tools at three o'clock. That's really hard. What is the IP? What is the IP? I do like it on the weekend though when they have two games. Oh. Yeah, Try to fit it in between the football as well. Fair. It was a bit mad. Are you, so, are, you, are you still writing songs at the moment as well? Are you still working yes, on new material? Because yeah, the last album was a couple of years ago when you yeah, came to Monster, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got a new one called Moments of Madness, which I'm working on at the moment. Okay. And it's going very well. So yeah. do you find writing songs easier than writing novels or your autobiography? Well, it's, you can do it a bit quicker. Mm. I yeah, think the longest true. it's taken me ever to write a song is about three months. Black oh. hair, black eyes, black suit. A solo song took me about three months. So is that because you, you you kind of you got the core of it, and then you just sort of keep coming back to it and adding? Is that lyrically yeah, or musically it, that just, takes longer? Uh, both, and yeah. it just it's not gelling together. So you put it down, you come back to it, and the, the longest was about three months. I remember that was took a long time, but I mean a book, you 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 know, I mean this one's taken ten years from the big, when I got the first idea. Yeah. What 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 was the what's the stranglers process? Were they band written songs, or would you or different members of the band come with? How did that, how did that tend to work as a band? Uh, well, the, well, the big the, hits, for example. Yeah, well, at the beginning, uh, John and I, John the bass player yeah. and me, would um, do a lot of writing together, mm. and then as as we developed and got to know about songwriting, um, he'd come up with songs and I'd come up with songs, and then occasionally I'd catch Dave playing something amazing, and. Hey presto, Golden Brown. So he played. He was playing that riff from Golden yeah. Brown, and that's and you. And, and I walked in and I said, "What's that's that thing you keep playing, isn't it?" And he said, "Yeah, it's good, isn't it?" Yeah. And I said, "Is it yours?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, we've been looking at this completely wrongly. This has yeah. got to be a song. This can't fit in with anything else. It's got to be its own song." And he loved that. Yeah. And did you so, so, uh, did the the sort of melody for it just sort of come out yeah. of him? Play? Did it come quite it took easily? Ten minutes. It really literally took Very ten lucrative minutes. ten minutes, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know at the time. Yeah. Didn't know at the Amazing. time. So uh, where can people buy the book, Hugh? Uh, online. It? Yeah. It's on um, Amazon, all good Amazon links. And oh, I think you can get it as an e-book as well. Okay. Yeah. And are, you, are you immediately working on a new one? or are you, Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, oh, yeah, I've got okay. a Western on the go. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> good. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was a pretty hot format back in the day. We used to get a lot of kind of cowboy Western writing, didn't you, over now, the years? When was the last Western, you good Western, new Western that yeah, you saw? Yeah, yeah, And you've done the cover art and the design. I did that well. Fun. You know, I had a lot of time in Unless lockdown. you Alan Brazil in there. Yeah, listen. Alan Brazil. Now, on the cover, all those elements, they all mean something, including that weird shaped blob behind his head in blue and uh, yellow. But <laughs> once you read the book, it will become clear... 
what they all are. They're all sort of uh, elements of the story, you see. Yeah, well, fantastic. Good. So uh, go and check it out. It's called Future Tense, a uh, novel by Hugh Cornwell, and he said it's available on Amazon and online and uh, elsewhere. And, uh, well, brilliant. Lovely to see you as always. Great, great to joy. see you guys in and, a new setting. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And uh, look after yourself and uh, and come and see us when, when you've got the next book or indeed uh, the next album. Long may you continue doing what you do. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. And Adrian will be gutted. Adrian Durham's not in today. He always loves to see he's a massive Stranglers fan. And Stuart Pierce, of course. Yeah, do oh. you have, just, Stuart's a huge Stranglers fan. Have you, you must have come across the old England footballer. That's right. I know he's... Yeah, but I've never met him. Really? Yeah, oh. I think the rest oh, we'll of the band met him. Yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on yeah, that. All right. Stuart's, Stuart's learned to play the drums at the moment. Is he? So, uh, if... I can't help him there. <laughs> it's the one thing I can't play. Just the idea of guest. If he could guess with, the, with you. Oh, that would be marvellous, wouldn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it with you. Thanks you. All the best. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Among our guests tomorrow would be the 60-year-old woman darts player who's qualified for Ali Pali for the first time. It's quite a story, and she never thought it would happen. But she'll tell us more about that tomorrow, amongst other things. And that's it, isn't it? We've got other things. We look back on the that's football. Oh, Good. Yeah. Enjoy the game tonight. Well, I'll try to. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Score a bank account boosting 5K in cash simply by identifying Trevor Sinclair's former teammate from the following clues. He played for Chelsea and West Ham. He won over 100 international caps. He scored a goal that wasn't a goal for England in South Africa. Text WIN and your answer to 63320. Text cost £2 plus normal sending charge. Entries close 6pm Friday, October 23rd. 18 plus. Please gamble responsibly. See talksport.com slash competitions for terms and conditions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.